Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Two Black Two Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Chris. And today, um, we have a special episode today with some really, really uh, awful news. Sadly, Chadwick Boseman, the actor most famous for playing Black Panther, as well as another, as well as others, has um, passed away. I believe he was. A 43 years old um, yep. and until now we didn't know that he had actually been fighting a battle with um, colon cancer for what I believe has been uh, four years so we thought it would be important to record, I don't even know if you want to call it an episode, but record kind of our thoughts about the situation because I mean, this is a black nerd podcast and I mean Chadwick Boseman, he was the lead in, I mean, he's most famous for being the lead in Black Panther, and in general, I mean, he was an awesome actor and even more awesome person and human being, so we just thought it was really important to just come on here, um, talk through some things, discuss his legacy, and things of that nature, so I guess, um, Chris, do you have anything you want to say about... Chadwick's Bo- Chadwick, Bo- Chadwick Boseman's either impact on you or how you reacted to the news or just just you just tell me how you're feeling, man. I guess we'll just we'll go from there. Um. So yes, I found I, I found out last night. My uh, I was playing uh, Warzone with my friends, and uh, my dad came in and he said, you know, the Black Panther is dead, and I'm like. Well, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, Chadwick Boseman died of colon cancer. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, because I, I, you know, I had seen that he had lost weight, and I thought it was for the movie he just did with Spike. Um, and I, you know, like you, you could look like he could have been sick, but you know, you're never sure. And uh, because you know, actors can, especially. Um, method actors will, you know, put their bodies through drastic weight changes. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, everything popped up on you know, Twitter and CNN and what that Apple News Spotlight or whatever. Um, and, you know, it, that really cut deep. Um, for me, you know, Chadwick Boseman, uh, you know, I, I first saw him in 42. And, you know, that that was cool and seeing him get on up was also cool. But, you know, the two roles that really uh, resonated with me was when he played Thurgood Marshall and Marshall and when he played Black Panther in uh, Civil War, Black Panther. Um, Infinity uh, War and Endgame. Infinity War and Endgame because uh, my favorite all-time Marvel hero since probably I was like 11 or 12 has been Black Panther. And ever since I've, you know, even thought about being in the legal profession, uh, Thurgood Marshall is uh, a civil rights attorney and uh, U.S. Supreme Court's justice that I sort of look to as uh, if I'm going to leave an impact and legacy on, you know, my profession. Like that's 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 an aim uh, that I aspire to. So. Uh, to see him be bring both those um, to bring the character of Black Panther and to bring uh, Thurgood Marshall to uh, 
cinema and to embody both those roles so well. Uh, he definitely left an impact in his in his roles and in his life because, you know, just even hearing stories about the man on set, he was nice to everyone. He was a genuinely a good person. Um, and the people that he portrayed were all men. I talked about this a little bit on my Facebook status. They were all men that were bigger and represented ideals bigger than themselves. They weren't just, you know, an entertainer, um, a superhero, a baseball player, a, a lawyer, or a judge. You know, James Brown's the godfather of soul. He, things he did in entertainment were things that were unheard of for a black singer, black entertainer to do in his time. Jackie Robinson was the first black baseball player to play in Major League Baseball. Uh, black Panther was the first black superhero. Um, Thurgood Marshall was considered like the father of civil rights, at least in the legal aspect, and he was the first United States Supreme Court justice. Um, so for him to play all those iconic roles, those legendary figures, and he embodied them, he represented something bigger than himself. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with um, everything you said. You know, yeah, I mean, his role, like, he became known for taking roles of iconic, I mean, playing roles of iconic figures, be they real or fictional. It almost became a meme where it was like, Oh, you know, have they made a movie about, oh, have they made a movie about, I don't know, Frederick Douglass yet? Well, can Chadwick Boseman play him? Because, like, you know, that was that was just the thing with him. You know, he was such a good actor. You know, I mean, when, I mean, when, like, I know when Marshall was first, um, I think when the trailer first came out, people were like, Chadwick Boseman looks nothing like Thurgood Marshall. You know, even from, like, you know, people are talking about skin tones, but, like, you know, he's such a good actor that you just, you didn't care. Right. Um, and, I mean, yeah. I remember, Sorry. Uh, I remember watching Marshall, so I got to see Marshall in theaters um, when I went to the American Bar Association Conference in 2018, I believe. And... Um, no, 2017. And they were doing a special, you know, like screen for all the, you know, like the attorneys and judges there. And so um, a couple of family members of Josh Gad's character were there. And then one of um, Thurgood Marshall's clerks uh, from his time on the Supreme Court was there. And one of the things the clerk said was that he, um, that, uh, Chadwick really embodied his spirit, you know, just even watching it on film, you know, his, you know, uh, not only his determination, but his levity, um, the warmth uh, that he was. So, you know, for, you know, you're talking about people that actually knew him, you know. Yeah. I, it's a high compliment, at least to me. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not shocked that he would say that. You know, it's just, he was, I mean, he was a really, I mean, he was an awesome guy. So, I mean, I, for me, um, I did see 42. It was the first time I saw Chadwick Boseman. That was a good movie. But for me, I mean, the movie that did stand out at first was Captain America Civil War. I mean, anyone who, whenever, when that movie first came out, he, him and Spider-Man were the two people that everyone talked about coming out of that movie. Yep. I mean, remember, I mean, I can remember, I still remember the fight scenes with Black Panther and Bucky, where, you know, in Winter Soldier, Bucky was big, bad, he was the antagonist. The entire Civil War movie, he was running from Black Panther. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that that memory is always going to be something that's going to be in my mind. And, you know, when, we, when they announced that they were going to do a Black Panther solo film, everybody was really excited. And, I mean, at that point, people knew who Chadwick was. And, I mean, he gave great performances in pretty much everything he was in. And, you know, to find out that he had been battling cancer... For four years, and I mean, we can assume, you know, maybe this is, you know, maybe they filmed Civil War before, but he definitely had cancer filming Black Panther, Endgame, and Infinity War. Yep. And the fact that he was able to do the things he did in those movies, you know, he had the shirtless um, waterfall fight scene with M'Baku. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of energy and the amount, like, I can't imagine a human being being able to put himself through all that. And he did it. And I'm sure on some level he did it because he knew that he had such a legacy with the Black Panther character and everybody was looking at him to do such a good job. So I just, it was shocking that, I mean, I was shocked that he passed away and also shocked that he he was working with all of that. You know, if I had, I mean, I can't even imagine what that would be like if, you know, if I was ever in some situation like that, I, you know, I'd want to be at home watching reruns of Brady Bunch, you know, like he was out here working and I just, I don't know that that's probably the thing that just impressed. I mean, that's just the thing that just impresses and, you know, probably leaves most of an impact on me is just, you know, the amount of like effort and willpower that some human beings have is just amazing and you can always just look at people like that and just be like wow like how did he do it like it's just you know legend status you know what i mean yeah and you know that looking at online there have been really two lines of discourse on that um what what you have been saying and then also you know people that take it really far um because people that are coming from uh, that either have disabilities or have invisible illnesses or chronic illnesses um, are saying, you know, like some people are, are using this ap- opportunity, not uh, ill-intentioned, but it, it comes, it, it definitely has a ill impact on sort of like not fetishizing, but um, glorifying people that fight chronic illnesses every day saying like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, I mean, I haven't exactly read that, but... I mean, there is a form of... I mean, people call it ableism, where, like... 
you know, a kid, I don't know, a kid that has some disability where, you know, he has trouble walking and, you know, the kid starts walking in a video and everybody's like, oh my God, that's so inspiring. And there is like a, society I think does have a fetish for like people who, people who go above and beyond when they're trying, people will go above and beyond when they're trying to either manage or surpass whatever disability they have. And Right. I think a lot of what you hear from the from that community is, hey, I'm still, you know, a human being that's worthy of respect, love, dignity, etc. No matter how quote unquote well I'm doing or not. You know? And I right. um I can understand that perspective. I think that perspective is important. You know, I mean for me, I mean for me, it's not even. I'm not. I'm not someone that's like, oh man, you know, everybody with, everybody with a chronic issue needs to go out and you know, be in ten movies a year and be amazing. No, absolutely not. I just for me, I just admire that. I, I admire that he had such a he had such a, a such a dedication to his art, you know, to his craft that he was somehow able to, I don't even know if you want to use the word manage, but, or power through or whatever, but he was able to do what he loved and do what he cared about, even though there were barriers that were out of his control. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So it's a complicated issue for sure. It reminds me of what Stuart Scott um, said in his um, acceptance speech at the ESPYs uh, for people that don't know. Uh, Stuart Scott was a sports commentator um, who died of cancer in 2015, or maybe it was late 2014. Um, but he uh, said in his acceptance speech when he accepted the Jimmy V Award um, that you beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and in the manner in which you live. You know, you know, dying isn't losing the cancer. Um, so. You know, definitely, you know, Chadwick Boseman beat cancer because he loved being an actor. He loved inspiring people. You know, you hear it in his speech, his 2018 speech at Howard University. My sister's uh, alma mater and my mom's. Sorry, on topic. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, You hear it when he's uh, talking to people that, you know, there's a video floating around of him. you know, listening to people talk about what Black Panther meant to them and him going to talk to them afterwards. Um, you know, you you know that he ran his race. He, he knew what his purpose was and he wasn't going to let anything stop him from doing his purpose and he was going to do his purpose for as long as he could. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I totally understand. I, I totally understand what you mean. It's just... And it was just... I mean, like... So, I mean, we can get into a little bit. 2020, and I'm going to swear on the podcast, I'm sorry. It's been a fucking terrible year. With... For a variety of reasons, you know, we lost Kobe Bryant really early in the year. We've had the COVID-19 pandemic, which at this point is on track to not only not only has killed people worldwide, but 
as far as the United States is concerned, it's about to kill. It's I mean not about to kill, but it. How many? The toll. One hundred eighty thousand. One hundred eighty thousand. That's what it is. It, I mean, yeah, we're getting close to two hundred thousand. You know, all projections say to will be at two hundred thousand before November. Yeah. So we've had that. You know, COVID nineteen has completely changed our lives. Uh, uh, there's problems in a thousand different industries. I don't even want to get into it. We've had, you know, police killings of black men. You know, going viral. <laughs> And um, protests, riots, you know, civil unrest, you know, pretty much since the, I mean, throughout this whole summer. And, you know, this has been a tough year. You know, we've lost certain people and, you know, we lost people like Representative John Lewis, for instance, you know. And it's, it's really, the Chatwood thing is so different because, I mean, at least for me, when someone who is, you know, elderly passes away it's always sad you always wish they could be around for as long as they could but there is a certain feeling of well hey this was just their time you know if someone is i don't know i don't want to throw out an age but if someone's let's let's just i'll I'll highball if someone's over the age of 80 and they pass away there's a feeling of hey this is hey this is really sad but it was their time. This is, you know, death is a part of living. But when someone young dies, it is always extremely tragic. Tragic. And I've been blessed that I haven't had anyone in my life, you know, in my age room, in my in my age group, that I knew personally pass away. But from people I've talked to who've dealt with that, it's a totally different thing. Because you know, as young people, I feel like oftentimes. We see ourselves as invincible. You know, our lifestyles tend to be riskier, things of that nature. And, you know, Chadwick Boseman was 43 years old. 43 years old is not old. But I was having a conversation about this with my sister. You know, when you're in your teens and 20s, you think anyone above the age, you think anyone above the age of 40 is old. Once you start getting older, you realize that someone in their 40s, 50s, 60s is not old. You know? You, there are built, you know, you can be in that age group and still have, you know, plenty of time. So to see, so when someone young dies, it's always, it's always a shock because you're like, out of all the people for 2020 to take, and 2020 has taken its fair share of people, and we, we're still, you know, we're about to hit the home stretch of the last four months. You know, I never would have thought that Chadwick Boseman would have been on that list. No. You know? Like, I'm sure you remember, Chris, when Stan Lee passed away a couple years ago. You know? That was sad. But people knew that Stan was old. There were rumors that Stan had issues, you know, getting around and whatnot. So there was this feeling of, hey, man, this is Stan Lee's time. But Chadwick, you're like, What? You know, literally, there were so many tweets last night of people just going, what the fuck? Like, what? Are you serious? So... Yeah. It, which is another thing, you know, his... He he got diagnosed in 2016. Obviously, you know, like, his family knew. I'm sure someone at Marvel knew. I'm sure. I'm um, sure he did. You know, his, his inner circle knew. And it didn't get out. Yeah. And 
you know, a couple months ago, you know, he was doing a video and did some photos, and he obviously he looked skinnier, um, a lot skinnier, and you know, people were making fun of him. And I've been seeing these tweets where just like you never know what kind of battle people are facing, you know. And my and my whole thing is like, okay, yes, that's true, but at the same time, we shouldn't even have to worry about what battles other people are fighting just be empathetic just be kind yeah in general um because you know especially when it comes to people's health there is no way you're ever going to know what other people you know are 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 battling Uh, it it, but you know it, it doesn't matter but especially when it comes to like weight loss there are so many different ways the body reacts where you can lose a lot of weight or gain weight that are outside of your really your your tantamount to control so it's it's one of those things where it's you know he probably saw those comments as you know a lot of celebrities do or see things trending like i think what they call them crack panther or something like that which is just utterly disgusting in so many different ways but he was battling this while giving his art and his gift to the world and creating this legacy that so many different generations down the line will get to enjoy but so many just wanted to just rip on him because he got skinny yeah I mean it, I mean you're right about judgment and empathy and I mean the whole issue of body shaming making fun of people for their appearance it's something that's gone on since the beginning of time, someone gains weight, someone loses, someone loses weight, you know, etc., etc. And I mean, really, you just gotta mind your own goddamn business. Like how someone looks, you can keep your opinions to yourself. You don't have to put things on social media. You don't have to crack jokes. And I'm not saying that like I'm someone who's never made fun of, of someone for their appearance. Of course I have. Of course I have. But. You know, as a society, we have to, we just have to be better. Because you're right, you do never know, I mean, not only do you not know what someone's going through, but quite frankly, how someone looks is none of your business. Bodies change for a variety of reasons as you age, and it really is, again, it's none of your business what someone looks like. You know, I mean... It's just something, being so, like, I don't know. I love black Twitter. You know, I think as black people, one way that we make it through the day and cope with what we have to deal with is that we like to make jokes. We like to make memes. We like to be funny because, hey, man, what else What else are we going to do? But there are times where you know, jokes just aren't appropriate. And not everything needs to be funny. Not everybody needs to be made fun of or dragged for whatever reason. So, I mean, I'm rambling a little bit, but people need to be better, especially online. Because, you know, when you're anonymous, you can say whatever you want about anybody and it doesn't matter. So, we we just hopefully, if a lesson comes out of this, is that we need to treat folks better especially i mean someone like chadwick chadwick never had i don't to my knowledge any sort of scandal any sort of issue with anyone you know at anything that he ever got attention for it was always something positive so yeah it's just it's it's upsetting 
and to to think about the legacy outside of just the characters that he he played he really sort of ushered in this new air this new wave of black male actors um because if you think about the characters he he played that he's really known for none of them are uh slaves none of them are corrupt cops none of them are drug lords drug kingpins they're not negative roles they're roles that inspire and uplift and you know one of the things that especially in black panther is you know be the hero in your own story and so now you have actors that are sort of coming that are about maybe like a decade or so younger than him that are now coming out into their own like michael b jordan lakeith stanfield daniel kaluuya so he sort of ushered in these other black actors that now you know people are you know we're going to have more films like Black Panther where we'll have black superheroes, but we'll also see more stories that are uplifting and are not just, you know, staying around that Hollywood trope for black actors of playing black trauma because our stories, our experience, our culture are so much more than the trauma that we experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, I totally, I, yeah, man, I get it. It's he he, you know, I mean, he threw in many ways like he threw the rope back, you know? You know, people like Winston Duke popped off from Black Panther, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's always this element. I mean, there will always be I he 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 will definitely leave a legacy of black actors, you know, being able to play different kinds of characters, you know, outside of the few, outside of the few archetypes that, you know, we traditionally see. Um, one thing I also wanted to bring up, um, I, I tweeted out something that got a lot of attention, and I said, y'all need to chill on the Black Panther 2 discourse. So, I was kind of annoyed last night because Chadwick Boseman passes away, there's a bunch of things trending, and then I see Black Panther 2 trending. And it's all a bunch of Marvel people talking about, oh my God, what are they going to do with the next Black Panther movie? You know, are they going to recast him? Are they going to make Shuri the lead? Are they not going to do anything? And it's like, guys, he literally died yesterday. We can, look, we're a black nerd podcast. I'm sure news will develop and we'll be able to talk about these things and you know, the show will go, you know, as they say, the show will go on, but we can take a moment, a day, a week to mourn a real person, a human being, before we start worrying about, oh, when's the new content coming out? When's the new thing happening? You know, like, and I get, and I know this is something I've been thinking about lately, which is, you know, I feel like a lot of times the black, black people you know, we're all, we're only valued at times for what we can produce for people. You know, black actors, black athletes, black musicians, you know, people only care about black people in the context of, okay, what are they doing to entertain me? You know, and you've got to, un- and we have to understand that there's human beings behind all of this. These are real people with real lives and you have to respect that, you know, and I mean, this, 
seeing the Black Panther 2 like stuff made me think of like I'm gonna be honest I went to a football school how white people talk about um, black male athletes you know football players for instance you know they'll go out and play they get hurt all the time head injuries you know really like debilitating stuff and the fans are like oh why can't he go out and do that oh he's a bitch he shouldn't have done this da 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 and it's like it's dehumanizing in a way like, the people who play these games, they're, they're real human beings. You know, Chadwick Boseman is a real human being. You know, not everything is just about, like, hey, what entertains you? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't really, at this moment, I don't really care if they do a Black Panther 2 or not. I'm sure they'll find a way to do something, but that's not the most important thing to me. The most important thing to me is, hey, a really talented guy that, you know, whose art, you know, touched a lot of people is gone, and that's really sad. And there needs to be space for people to mourn, and I think we need to do a better job of, not we as in me, but, like, society needs to do a better job of, like, valuing black people outside of just what we can make and what we can contribute. Within, I want to say, two hours of the news breaking, Screen Rant posted an article uh, basically saying that here are some ways that Marvel can move forward with Black Panther 2 in light of or in lieu of Chadwick Boseman's death. Which is even a week from now would be inappropriate. extremely distasteful. But within the first few hours of his death, just for clickbait? I mean, that's what it is. These websites, they want to make money. And it's not just screen rent. It's a lot of them. You know, the comic, the different comic book sites, the ones that have all the spams and ads everywhere. Like, you know, they constantly want clickbait. They constantly want clicks. You know, they're, they're always looking just to hop on any trend. And it's like, yeah, in a couple hours of his announcement, they're like, well, how can we, well, how can we come up? How can we move on? How can we, what can we do next? And it's like, that's not what, that's not what's important right now. You know, Marvel and Disney, I'm sure they will figure something out. They will find some way to move forward purely because I know how companies are. And the Black Panther franchise is too big for them to just ignore and, I, and, and I'm sure there are, you know, there's a number of black fans that will want to see something come out of this. But let's do this all the time. What are you doing? Especially since we're still in COVID. It's not like Black Panther 2 is going to come out next year, at least as far as I know. I think it was pinned for 2022 anyway. Um, so it's, it's not like they're at a rush to do something or production is coming to a standstill. You know, so any speculation you're doing now isn't going to change any speculation would you would be doing whether he would have been alive, whether he's still alive or not. You know, you get no confirmation of anything, nor is Marvel going to come out next week to confirm something or next month or a few months down the line. Because of the state we're in and also because of what's in good taste, because you do something too soon because you know you already have people are saying like don't recast i don't really think that's feasible but you know given that like you said 
we know how companies are but give it time because just like Carrie Fisher dying after the last uh, Jedi finished filming and then they still had to do it with Rise of Skywalker like they know how to handle it but it's 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 difficult and you have to allow yourself to grieve you have to allow others to grieve there will be time for that discourse later it's not now nope yeah it's just like guys I you know people online we we gotta do better we just we have to do better you know it's just yeah and I mean I mean like I said and and I guess this is my message too I don't know I didn't mean to go on like a whole like racial tangent but black people you're worth more than what you can do for other people you know, you're more than what you can produce. You're more than whatever talents you have that people may find entertaining. You know, that's not that's not what you, people should be, in my opinion, like valued for. So, just just something to keep in mind. Um, Chris, did you have uh, did you have anything at all? kind of blinking for a minute we didn't we didn't plan normally we do a podcast we have like some of our talking points planned out we didn't for this one we thought it would be better to just kind of riff and sort of get our thoughts out we're not making money off of this like we normally don't do that anyway um oh one more thing did you hear about uh (laughs) this is slightly off topic sean king is using this to fundraise for his book what is yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, I, I didn't know it, whether I wanted to talk about Crooked T. Washington or Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Alexander uh, Hamilton. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. I just, like, some people no, have no shame. Yeah, no, like, because you say, you know, like, the fragility of life has been talked about the passing of Chadwick Boseman, and then you go into talking about your books and yourself that has literally nothing to do with him and you just want to sell your books and you're like oh I'm not getting money for this I got paid last year and like I mean then I I, I, I honestly don't know if that makes that better um, I grifter's gonna Ooh. grift Martin Luther cream yeah talcum <laughs> talcum <laughs> I think Alexander Scamilton's probably my favorite, though. That, that's my favorite. Oh, my God. But, like, man, I understand, like, Miles got to feed. You got to hustle sometimes. But it's like, dog, that's just wrong. And you knew you was wrong. Like, all right. Anyway, sorry. That was just something I saw last night, and I thought it was, um, thought it was interesting. Um, so... I guess I'll ask you this, Chris. I guess I can give my answer myself. Um, so when you think about... When you think about someone like Chadwick Boseman and the legacy, the kind of person he was and the legacy he left behind, does that does that inspire you to do anything or do anything different than maybe you have been doing? In the sense of 
who the type the type of person you you know we're both like you know young guys the type of the type of person you want to be as you get older as you move forward you know as a person in your career etc does there is there any like is there anything that you think Chatwick did that you'd be like man this is you know something that I would sort of want to strive towards or look up to or live up to in any way I mean I think it, it just uh, re nights conversations about legacy um you know if if you were to die today what are what is your story going to be what are the people that you loved going to say about you what are the people that don't like you going to say about you um the work that you've done how has it impacted people you're walking on this earth so you know like we are young and you know a lot of people you know look at successful people and they say you know all the legacies they leave or the lives they led but you know a lot of them didn't really start to get successful until they were a little bit older than us anyway so it looks at like okay well what have I done at this you know tender relatively young age of 26 um, to see that really his career took off around realistically you know like 2010 2012 so in the last really decade of his life so his early 30s to his early 40s um, so it's sort of like that one of the things is like okay yeah keep pushing you know you haven't peaked yet even if you think you have you haven't peaked yet there's still more to go you still have a lot of life to live uh, hopefully um, but you just keep pushing just keep doing what you have to do but you also make sure you enjoy the the good moments in life hold on to them yeah and you know i think for me when i look at someone like uh when i look at someone like chadwick i mean i at least for me one thing i want to make sure i do is I want to throw, I want to throw the rope back, you know, I want to be someone that can get more people that look like me, you know, into certain roles and into certain positions, you know, I want more people like me to find success in this world, and that's definitely something that's going to be on my mind, you know, as I work, and I mean, as I grow, and another thing is, you know, I mean, you're right, life is short. And it's really easy to feel, you know, super invincible when you're young, but, like, you're not. <laughs> the pandemic is still here. There's a billion different things that, you know, can happen to you. And, you know, I don't think you should go crazy. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think you need to go crazy, but I think that something really is important, at least for me, is to find something that I enjoy doing every day. And it doesn't have to be a big thing, like every day you're going to have a party, but it may mean, hey, I'm going to go to my favorite sandwich place and have my favorite sandwich today, and that was my favorite thing about the day. I'm going to give someone a call that I haven't talked to in a while and catch up, and that's going to be my favorite thing about the day. I'm going to try something new that I haven't done before, and that's going to be my favorite thing about the day. One thing, at least for me, especially in, you know, these like literal dark times is just I'm gonna always I want to try to find something positive that 
you know, I'm something positive about every day I'm in, no matter how bad it gets, because there are going to be bad days, there are going to be bad things that happen, and that's, you know, it's part of life. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, another thing that this brings up when you ever talk about, you know, the, the fertility of life, the shortness of life, you know, dealing with grief and loss, um, just because you may not have known Chadwick or, uh, you know, you feel like, why am I hurting? Why am I grieving? People leave impacts mm-hmm. on your life. And there's something always tragic, as you said earlier, Chris, with someone that is that still had so much more of life to live dies. Or even people when they're older, if their life is cut short by some outward force, that also, you know, is tragic. But you have every right to feel grief, to feel lost during this time. And you also need to make sure that you process it. It's really hard in these times because social connections aren't what they were a year ago um, because of the pandemic. But you got to make sure that you get that love, get that grief, that collective um, feeling, you know, that other people are going through with you. You talk it through with someone, uh, talk it over with a loved one, you talk it over with a stranger, you talk it over with a therapist. You just make sure that you deal with the emotions and don't just let them um, you know fester I read something that said that a lot of the uh, feelings the griefs we have when celebrities die are uh, us dealing with interpersonal feelings that we have inside already um, and we're just sort of uh, broadcasting projecting them onto the celebrity which there might be some credence to that but it's still you know people leave impacts so when they're just tragically taken that doesn't you know mean that you are invalid in what you are feeling Mm -hmm. yeah i mean when it i I, you know i I feel like it kind of made a meme it became a meme of like oh celebrity died on twitter and now people are gonna write things about them but the fact is oh you don't really know them but the fact is you do know them in a way when someone creates art that impacts you, whether it be, you know, they're actors or musicians or, you know, comedians, any sort of entertainer, an artist is always giving a part of themselves, you know, they're all, or they're, they're sharing a part of themselves with their audience, you know, and if you're a part of that audience, you do have a relationship with the person who you're kind of receiving that art form. So it's totally normal and acceptable to feel a sense of loss when, you know, an artist that you enjoy is no longer with us. You know, I think people try to lessen that a little bit, you know, because it's like, well, it's not like that was your real friend. But I think there is a relationship there, personally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there are certain icons that, when they pass away, I mean, there's always a huge impact. I mean, I remember when, uh, remember Michael Jackson passed away? Yep. Prince? Yep. You know. Some, some, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe. Yep, exactly. 
I still haven't watched Kobe's, um, like the the funeral they did at Staples Center. I still haven't watched clips from it. I mean, I I saw some pictures. I've saw, I've seen parts of it. Yeah. I was like, I I I, I still won't watch it. Um, part of that was, you know, I was studying at the time, but mostly it was because it's like I don't really know if I want to process that right now. Yeah, I mean, there are certain there are certain passings that are like that where you just can't help but go and be like, wow, you know. Yeah, it's just, <sighs> it's sad, sad weekend for sure. You know, the blurred community. This is definitely a huge loss. I mean, I'm pretty sure. One of the earlier reviews we did. I don't know. Did we review Civil War? That might have been one of the first few podcasts we did where we talked about Civil War. I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, man, doesn't that feel like forever ago? It does. And, um, yeah, I mean. I, I think one other thing. It was it was our it was our second podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was our second podcast where we talked about civil war. Um, but I think one other thing that has to also be talked about is for uh, black people, but black men especially, go to the doctor, get checked up, pay attention to your cholesterol, your blood pressure, get your colonoscopy, get your prostate checked. Get, get tested because we are at higher risk for some of these diseases and these cancers and if we can do something to get treatment or for some of these preventable um, diseases if we can do something to prevent them uh, you do it you know not, every, no, not everybody really likes going to the doctor and that's fine but it's important that you find a doctor that you trust that you'll listen to for your own health, for your benefit, for the benefit of your loved ones so that they, uh, so that you can enjoy a long life and not be in pain or discomfort. And so that your loved ones can enjoy spending the time with you. Uh, There is a great discrepancy in the American medical system when it comes to black people, especially black women but it is very important that uh, we do everything we can for our health and that, you know, we might have to cut out some of our favorite foods or, you know, may manage the activities we do, but it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I absolutely agree. You know, got to go to the doctor, get everything checked out colonoscopy like it's gross but it's something you got to do i think they recommend you do it in your 40s but honestly if you're creeping up to 30 it might be a good time to go check it out um i'm not gonna go on the socialist rant today but like healthcare, people being able being able to afford health care and being able to go to the doctor is a huge problem we have in this country in addition to yeah. people who have health care not going so you know when you hear things and when you hear about like things like, oh, Medicare for all, and people go, oh, well, how would that help black people? There are plenty of black people that could benefit from, 
free health care, benefit from, you know, that, that will benefit from not having a financial burden whenever they go to the doctor. Because that is also, that's also a part of the problem on top of when black people do have health care and can't afford to go to the doctor, doctor is not taking concerns seriously. I mean, we've had people in the podcast before talk about like black women during pregnancy, you know, pain being ignored, things of that nature. So, I mean, there are a number of issues that we have to fight, but I will say if you have health insurance, if you know you can go to the doctor without breaking the bank, have your yearly, have your yearly physical, you know, be always, you know, try to understand your body, you know, if so, you typically a lot of times you'll know when something doesn't feel exactly right and it's always important to go. I mean, I can even say personally like I do have high blood pressure. It's genetic. I got diagnosed a couple years ago. I'm on medication for it, which sucks. And, I mean, I'm mostly fine now. But, like, I had an issue a few months ago where I was feeling, like, an odd chest pain. And I had no idea what it was. I had to go. I went to a cardiologist, did a whole, like, heart ultrasound and, you know, physical tests and all this stuff. And they found out that, hey, it wasn't heart-related. We're still trying to figure out what's going on. But, you know, you never want to sit at home and wonder about what might be happening in your body. If something you know is not right, you need to go to the doctor. Like, period. Yeah. And, you know, if, if they say, oh, that's not a big deal, just be like, tell them to mark it in your chart so that there is a paper trail that you asked for this test or asked for this to be checked out and they dismissed it. Yeah, and I mean you can always try you can always try a different doctor. I mean, I know I don't remember exactly. I mean, I, I I'm not going to tell people's business, but there was a scenario I had in my family where someone had to go to multiple doctors until they had to figure out until the right doctor finally figured out what was wrong with them. So that's also another thing. I mean, all these doctors aren't made equal. And if you know something doesn't feel right, you got to investigate. Yeah. All right. We've been going for 51 minutes, so almost an hour. Um, is there anything that, like, we didn't talk about related to this at all? Like I said, we didn't really... We didn't have an outline like we normally do. We're kind of just riffing. This is a little more raw than usual. Yeah, only thing I got left is uh, a poem that I just want to read at tend. Go for it. Uh, this is called "Peace My Heart" by Rab- Rabindranath Tagore. Peace my heart. Let the time for parting be sweet. Let it not be a death, but completeness. Let love melt into memory and pain into songs. Let the flight through the sky end in the folding of the wings over the nest. Let the last touch of your hands be gentle like the flower of the night. Stand still, O beautiful end, for a moment, and say your last words in silence. I bow to you and hold up my lamp to light your way. Yep. It's, uh... It's a sad, sad, sad day, sad weekend. Thank you for the poem, Chris. Appreciate it. 
All right. Well, Chris, if you don't have anything else, I think we can end the show of the day. Um, I will just say, um, yeah, I mean, this is really sad. If you've never seen any of Chadwick's works, I mean, pretty much all of his movies are available on different streaming services. I would just say go on Wikipedia and check them out. I think he has one more movie coming out that was already filmed. Yeah. And uh, so um, that'll be something that hopefully uh, we can all enjoy and celebrate. Obviously, I mean, Black Panther was a classic already. Pretty sure, like, <laughs> every household's going to have that, the Blu-ray of that movie just, like, <laughs> covered in gold, like, sealed in a vault, you know, somewhere. Yeah. We, don't, we won't even have disc Blu-ray, Blu-ray players anymore, and we'll still have it somewhere. You know, um, yeah. So, if you haven't seen anything he's done, I would just say go check it out. Um, and I, I'm assuming I don't know anything about like, like any sort of like services form or if they're going to do anything that's open to the public. But I'm sure that information will come out relatively soon. And, um, yeah, I, hopefully you enjoyed hearing us riff for a minute. We thought it was, um, we thought it was appropriate to do something special for this because, yeah, I mean, it's a big loss in the Blur community and, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a time that, you know, we should kind of look back at this man's legacy, you know, who he was, think of that nature and, Pay our respects. Yeah. Yeah. So. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Rest in power. <laughs> Rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. You know, until we see you again. <laughs>